You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. This is episode 17 of our series called Renewing the Mind. I want to turn your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where Paul says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You know, I know so much more about my salvation today than I did when I first became a believer. When I first became a believer, the emphasis was on the forgiveness of sins, and that's how Christ was preached. You need your sins forgiven. So that's what I thought I had. And and of course, I did have that, but that's all I thought I had. And there's so much more to our salvation than just the forgiveness of sins. I did not know about being born again. I didn't understand the life-changing transformation of the Spirit that took place in me. Couldn't appreciate it, didn't understand it, because all I thought about was the forgiveness of sins. And as a result, I was very sin conscious. So I thought that my walk with God was about always repenting of sins, and it is important to keep sins out of your life, but I was always thinking about sinning. Funny thing is, when you think about something all the time, you wind up emphasizing it. Don't think about elephants for the next 15 seconds. Don't think about those big old wavy ears. Don't think about those big long trunks that touch the ground. Don't think about that wrinkly skin or those big legs that are like tree trunks. Don't think about elephants. Now, you see what happens is the more you think in the negative, the more you concentrate on a certain thing. The way that you overcome your thoughts and temptations of sin is you think on and emphasize the opposite, the good things that God has done for you. Now here, I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is going to work with you in your understanding of the Word of God so that you can really see what God is saying in the Word. And I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning because I want you to show you, I want to show you, this triple agency that the Scriptures emphasize, and we still see it today. And I'm not talking about the Trinity, although there is an involvement of the Trinity here, but there are three different agencies in these three verses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, empty. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now we've got the Word of God that is creating. We have the Holy Spirit who is working with the Word, hovering over the earth, encountering and enforcing the Word of God in the earth, and we have the earth itself. Earth is the third agent. In our case, there is the Word, the Holy Spirit, and us. And the Holy Spirit is hovering over us, and He is opening our eyes, and He is challenging and eliminating darkness. He still does that. 
but he does it by working with the Word. So if we don't go to the Word, don't focus on the Word, don't listen to the Word, do not have a regular time in the Word, then the Holy Spirit's hands are tied. He is called a helper. You know, a carpenter's helper doesn't initiate the jobs. He is the one who helps the carpenter. You and I are the ones who are called to live out our lives. We are the ones with the assignments. The Holy Spirit has been sent into our lives to help us fulfill those assignments and to think right and to think about the gifts that God has given us because you cannot fulfill your purpose if you do not know about God's gifts. God's gifts are incredibly important. In fact, there are three sets of gifts in the Bible, and I won't go into great detail, but I will say this. In Romans chapter 12, there are seven gifts that the Father gives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are nine gifts that the Holy Spirit gives, and in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, there are five ministry gifts that Jesus gives. And so each a member of the Trinity has a set of gifts. We have to find our gifts and the way we're motivated, the thing we're called to function in, uh, the works of the Holy Spirit that will happen in our lives. If you don't understand those gifts, you'll never be able to do everything God wants you to do. So Jesus called the Holy Spirit a helper. And he said another helper because he also was a helper. He said this, I will pray the Father, John 14, 16, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit was on people in the Old Testament. It was on the disciples when they walked with Jesus. But the Holy Spirit's indwelling came after the cross and the resurrection. Now, notice the connection here that we see in John's Gospel, chapter 14, when he's talking about these things. He tells us that peace flows with us because of the working of the Holy Spirit. All right, let's go to John 14 and verse 26. Now look at it. But the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, now pay attention to this, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In other words, when he starts talking about the work of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit teaches us, how the Holy Spirit reminds us of the words that Jesus himself has said, then he says, this is how peace is going to come to you. If you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to emphasize words with you, if you don't read the Scriptures, if you don't take time to stop and think about what God has said. And very often when you get into your Bible study, the Holy Spirit will remind you of a passage you've read before. That's not just the recall of your natural mind. That is the Holy Spirit. I've learned how to follow those things. Very often I will sit down to read my Bible and thinking I'm going in a particular direction, but I will hear a verse over and again. I'll hear it 
I'll hear something in my spirit. That's a sign from God to me. I need to follow that. That's the word that he has for me for the hour. So very important. Years ago, and I've told this story a hundred times, my daughter fell, developed a blood clot on her brain, and I was looking for God. God, what's going to happen here? I was expecting a big booming voice, but just like Elijah the prophet, God spoke to me in a still small voice. And it was his way of saying, I've got this. It's not a big deal. I'm not in a dither about this whole thing. So that's why I'm not yelling. I'm talking to you in a whisper because we have this under control. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of Mark eleven twenty three, that if you say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe those things you say will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. I needed that verse. That verse in particular worked great at that time because I needed something more than a simple prayer. A simple prayer is sometimes a great solution, but I needed something that would occupy my mind because I was going through a terrible battle mentally. By saying that verse over and again, I had a verse that could occupy my mind during the duration of my battle, and my daughter came out great. Now, Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. How does the world give peace? The only way the world has peace is when all negative circumstances are eliminated. So there are times when people can be at peace in the world because everything's going smoothly. They have no threats. There is no danger. There is plenty. But we as believers can have peace even when our circumstances are not rolling smoothly. We can have peace because we know something on the inside, and it's not because everything around us is going great. I had peace when my daughter was in the hospital, when she was undergoing that surgery, when Satan was telling me she was going to die, but I had peace in my spirit, and it worked to control my mind, and that's how I got rid of those troubling thoughts. But you see, I had to think on the Word. And the Word changed my circumstances. After all, it was the Word spoken by God that created this world in the first place. Isn't it un wouldn't it be unusual if the world didn't respond to the Word? The world is the child of the Word of God. The earth was created by the Word. It is supposed to respond to the word, and that's why when you say to the mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, it should obey you. Now, the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep in Genesis chapter 1. That means that it is his mission to eliminate darkness. He doesn't like darkness of any kind. And he immediately stepped up to the plate when creation began to unfold and began to do away with the darkness. The devil fights us continually to keep us in darkness. And when a little bit of light comes your way, he'll do anything in his power to pull you back into that darkness. I have learned this, that the thing that God has given you most recently is the place where Satan will fight you the hardest. Now, I'm going to give you an illustration of this. These are not just ideas that I have. These are patterns that I see in the Word. 
Here's Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Jesus was baptized by John in the river Jordan. The Holy Spirit came down upon him in the form of a dove, and a voice spoke from heaven. Here's what it said. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now that was not the first time that Jesus knew that he was the Son of God. But this was the first audible confirmation that he personally had that he was the Son of God. Now Mary and Joseph had all kinds of confirmations, but Jesus was a baby. He didn't hear or see all those things, and if he had, he would not have recognized it because Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man, Luke 2.52, meaning he had to grow up like any other human being. So Jesus, the first time ever at age 30, hears the audible voice of God. And God says, you're my son. It was God confirming his sonship. What does the devil do next? The devil goes at Jesus to try to steal the very thing that God just gave him. Matthew 4, 3. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are. If is the badge of doubt. In other words, whenever you begin to think about the ifs, you will always begin to doubt what God has said. So the devil came to Jesus and he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And it was a temptation that was designed to actually kill Jesus because he was in no condition with a physical human body to eat solid food after 40 days of fasting. He needed to break that fast with juices and soup and broth and that sort of thing. What I want you to see is the devil tried to take from him the very thing that God had just given to him, a confirmation. You know, when I first became a believer, Satan fought me tooth and toenail, tried to tell me I was not saved. I did not feel saved most of the time. I would feel good when I went to church, when we got into worship, when our pastor was preaching and I was sitting under the power of the Word of God and it was washing over me and I could sense and feel the presence of the Lord and I knew He was real. But when I got away from church, those feelings were gone and there were troubling thoughts in my mind. And the devil lied to me over and over and over again and said, you're really not saved. Do you still have bad thoughts? Do, do you still think about doing wrong things? Well, of course I did because I, I was tempted. But the devil told me I was not born again. And one of the reasons why I did not have a strong sense of being born again is I did not know how to cooperate with God. Now, let me read to you this verse, Romans 10, 9. I fixed it all when I got a little bit of teaching, and it came from my uncle. I told him I don't feel saved, and he said, Did you confess with your mouth that Jesus was Lord? And do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? And he showed me this verse in Romans 10, 9, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. When I started saying, I am saved, Jesus is my Lord. I just started saying that over and again. Funny thing happened. The assurance of salvation grew in my heart. Here's what happened. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Bearing witness is an amen. I wasn't getting an amen from the Holy Spirit 
because I wasn't saying anything. And so if you want an amen from the Holy Spirit, learn to say what the Word says about you. That's all the time I have for today, but I'll see you back here again tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.